Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on social at Beatdown300. And today we're doing a special mini bye week episode. And when when I say special, I mean it. We're going into the vault for this one. The pride and joy of DeKalb, Illinois, Calgary Stampeder receiver, Mr. Cole Tucker joins the show. How are you, Cole? Hey, I'm doing great. Happy to be on the show. Glad hey. to talk to Husky football again. It's good. It's good to see your face, man. I saw that you came to the game out there on uh, senior night. Maybe, you know, we're one and zero with Cole Tucker in the house this year. So maybe <laughs> we're going to just need you for, for moral support. And if you're coming back down, like you said here for your off season training back to town, uh, we'll definitely enjoy seeing you at athletics. But as far as your year, like your year away, right? You did your pro day in the spring. You had your day with the, or you had your training with the Minnesota Vikings, and then ultimately you ended up playing the whole season with the Calgary Stampeders alongside another NIU legend, Tommy Lee Lewis. So it was like yep. everything came full circle. But how would you say you enjoyed your first year as a pro? Uh, loved it. Loved my folk, my uh, first time experience up here. Uh, Calgary is a fantastic city. You know, we got a great fan base. You know, I really didn't know what to expect coming up to the CFL, but. Yeah. Um, you know, getting played to pay, getting paid to play football anywhere is a, a blessing, honestly. And, you know, it was all kind of a whirlwind when it first happened, but you know, I feel I had a great experience. I got a great group of guys in the locker room. So yeah, I'm ex- I'll be excited for next year, ready to get back to it. Yeah, and, and for our listeners that don't know, what are some of like the small intricacies like the motion and the there's like I think there's like one point plays and other stuff like that that yeah, are different a, to the a, American game. It's it's definitely there's definitely some differences you watched on TV. Uh, it's a wider field. It's a longer field. The yeah. end zones are 20, 20 yards. Um, all there's 12 guys in the field, not 11 compared oh, to wow. America. Yeah. So actually, that's, well, that, you get 20 extra yards. You should get an extra guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like off, off the ball receivers can get a running start towards line of scrimmage. Uh, like they, they got that weird kicking rules. We can get one point, which my first month here, I was like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I had no so idea. How, how do you get the one point? So let's say like you miss, uh, let's say you miss a field goal. Oh, field goal post front of the end zone. That's another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Front Everything's the in the front too. Yeah. You yeah. It's like, the old to... school, it's like old school NFL where they were in the front. You got to rearrange yeah, so, your, uh, so... your end zone routes so you don't get yourself Man, beat yeah, up by you, the you, pole. <laughs> you use them as picks. You're like, hopefully my defender smokes this goalpost so then I can just be wide open. <laughs> yeah, so it sets me free. <laughs> yeah, so so you get one point if you – so let's say you you kick, hit a field goal, kick it, you miss it. Usually every team back there, no matter what, they'll have a returner in the end zone. If, yeah. you te- if the ball stays in the end zone after a kick, then you get one point. It happens on punts too. If you punt the ball in the end zone and uh, – and they don't bring it out, it's one point. So this is called a single. So there's no t- is there no touchbacks then? No touchback. I mean, it is oh. a touchback, but the team but the team gets the ball. So like team will get the ball to 40, Yeah. but the team who kicks it gets a point. It's incredible. That is a- yeah. Okay, there's I guess no with, it, with, it being a, with it being a longer field, I guess like, yeah, if you boot it that far, you should get a point for that. Yeah. That's why I always I see mean, like those those weird scores. Oh yeah, you, they, they they'll set up for a couple like eleven to like, n- like I saw a score it was like one to two at some point. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? You're like, is this a baseball game? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously you get used to it. At the at the end of the day, it's still football. It's still pretty much the same thing. Oh, the biggest difference I didn't mention: there's only three downs. So oh no yeah, fourth down. I forgot about there's that. No part. fourth down. So is it ten yards to go or twelve? 
It's still 10, still 10. Okay. So if it's third and eight, you're punting on third down. Yeah. Or kicking a field goal on third down. Dude, Hammock would love play, uh, being a coach over there, just rolling on yeah. fourth you, all the are time. You, like, are, you, are you kidding me? He would. <laughs> coach Hammock would never punt the ball. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Last week in last week's game and the buildup, Coach said uh, Western Michigan goes on fourth down like the most in all of college football. And I know, I know you were at the game. They didn't go until the fourth quarter. They just oh, didn't. Yeah. The situation wasn't right. The yardage, the the distance, whatever. It, it didn't work out. Yeah. But. Me, meanwhile, our like our first drive, it's like fourth and seven from our from like the plus forty, and we're just like screw it. We are going for it. Yeah. No. Let's <laughs> I rip love it. it. I love. It. I'm a big advocate for going for it a lot. Well, listen. I think uh, too. Also, that or uh, not the punt, but the onside kick after the first touchdown, like yeah, that, that and that. Good. And that type of game, no one expected that. I thought maybe nice. at some point later, like maybe to open the second half or something, um, it would have been good. But I found out that – well, I, should, I said this on the pod. I did it twice. I didn't find out. There was no flag or, originally thrown, right? You can't go back and, th- and retroactively throw that flag. You I know, think there was a flag. There was a flag oh. thrown, I okay. think. But we all thought allegedly, so we didn't know what the, allegedly, we didn't yeah. know we didn't know what the, so like we were like maybe he didn't maybe the ball didn't go ten yards that's why they threw the flag yeah but it was because he, yeah he made Devin it was Devin who made the block hit the guy by the way demolished him demolished him and if he didn't oh, yeah. if he didn't our kicker uh, Jake would have gotten smoked yeah, yeah so there was a necessary the, hit. Might, yeah. yeah yeah the kicker might be in the hospital right now if Devin doesn't hit that guy <laughs> yeah but yeah so Devin blocked him before the ball went ten yards which obviously isn't illegal so we didn't know what the flag was for really. In, yeah. hard, in real time, it's hard to tell. Oh, yeah. Everything's bang, bang. So for you, uh, what what was it like uh, with, like, the fan experience and stuff? Because obviously you're always, like, whether you, you were at NIU, whether you were at Calb or now in Calgary, like, you always try to make the fans feel important and that, you know, they're a part yeah. of the journey too. And what's, like, the football culture like up there? Because I know the CFL has been in, in business for a very long time, so I'm sure it's, it's uh, rabid fan bases. Yeah, so – Fun fact that I learned when I first got here, the CFL has been around longer than the NFL. Yeah, yeah, because I think the NFL was, was like the 60s. Yeah, which was news to me. Um, <laughs> I always thought we just invented we just invented football in America. And we just yeah. But, no, I mean, so it obviously depends on what city you're in. We have a great fan base here in Calgary. Uh, obviously, in Canada, hockey is number one yeah. till, till the end of time. So, Forever, but yeah, we got a great ever. fan base. Um you know, teams like Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and Hamilton have they sell out all the time. You start getting to the bigger cities, it's a little tough because like Toronto has four other sports teams to compete with. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I said the CFL definitely has a a very and the fans who are fans are you like you said they're rabid fans. They love their football, and yeah, it's, it's a growing game. You know, the CFL is doing a great job of promoting the game more and more. They just you know. Partner with a couple of uh, like gambling companies to increase revenue, increase oh, yeah. everything, increase exposure for the players and games. So it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, it's doing a great job. So for you, you know, payday comes that first payday. What was the first purchase as a professional athlete? I think I just bought like a bunch of nice clothes. To be honest, hey, you got to dress the part. Needed, and if you look so, like, good, you feel good. You play good. I, yeah, I didn't want to like. I bought cleats. Obviously, I, I'm always a big cleat guy. I got a couple pair of nice cleats, but I didn't. I mean, I already had my apartment and everything up here. I was like, All right, yeah, let's let's think about this. Yeah, no car, no nothing crazy. Yeah, no. Let's get the I already feet. have a. I've got a truck. I don't need a new. I don't need a new yeah. car. And I was like, I'm just gonna go to like go to the mall. 
buy a couple pairs of shoes, buy some yeah. outfits to wear, some make game sure day I'm fits. looking good. What, yeah, make sure I'm looking good when I'm out, like on the town, get at dinner in Calgary, or pulling up to the game. <laughs> oh, that's another thing too. So what's uh, what's the difference in like the food up there? Because obviously, you know, you're from Illinois. We have the best. Like we got so much good food in Illinois. And yes. I've never, I mean, I've never been to Canada. So what's the food like up there? Honestly, the food is not much different. Okay. Um, like they've got Canada's got its own specialties, like poutine is a Canadian thing. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would say the food up here is like I see. I say the ingredients up here are healthier in the food. Like not <laughs> less. There's less processed stuff, like yeah. GMOs. More farm to table but, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's more definitely more of that. But I mean, Calgary's Calgary's one point three, one point four million people. Yeah, I like guess the fourth biggest city in Canada. So we've got you know great Indian restaurants, Middle Eastern, Italian. One thing yeah. I haven't found is good Mexican restaurant up here because like really? in Illinois, in Chicago, and stuff like you got great Mexican restaurants wherever you go. Oh yeah, I, I, everywhere. So, so like Mexican, so no, ta- no tacos up in Canada for Cole. There are Mexican food places up here. I just haven't found a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, do yeah. they? Uh, I wouldn't say it's authentic Mexican, but. They even Definitely. got like Chipotle and stuff up there. They they got a Chipotle in September was when it opened up, and I've yeah. probably had it fifteen times since it. Opened I was gonna up. say that's like a like when I played football, I would just hammer Chipotle. It's just oh. you get everything what? you need all in one bowl or all in one burrito. <laughs> Dude, when I was at NIU, I was getting Chipotle three to four times a week. At oh, the yeah. one on Andy Garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, that one right there. I'll, I'll, I'll take my $10 and go get full for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, with inflation shit, it's like 14 now. But um, yeah. for yeah, you, those, what was they're really killing us. What was the biggest adjustment for you? So, like, obviously, you've lived in DeKalb your whole life, right? Like, you yeah. you went to high school, you went to college here, you had a couple extra years in college or a year extra year in college, and now you're – I shouldn't even – well, you're in a different state. But you're also in a different – part your different country you know like yeah yeah um i don't really know there wasn't like lifestyle adjustment i wouldn't say there was too much um obviously living in DeKalb your whole life you know you kind of used to that little small town college college town vibe yeah and you, know, you come here and it's more big city you know a lot more people to, a lot more people to see a lot more things to do but i enjoyed that honestly like i loved that there was a lot of variety in my in my life and what I can eat and what I can go do. I'm an hour and a half away from Banff National Park, which is like the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah. It's got, it's a, yeah, it's like got, you can see mountains, like almost see the mountains from my apartment. You can see. So yeah, all that stuff that like more like the outdoor stuff that I didn't have in DeKalb living in the flattest state on earth. I was going to um, say, you can only run through yeah. the cornfield so many times. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I had so many just bonfires at farm, at farmhouses growing up. It was unbelievable. Oh yeah, and then yeah, you come up here and you go hiking in beautiful mountains. You can, you know, go to lakes and stuff like that. So I'd say I, you know, it wasn't really an adjustment. It was just more of like there's more to do for me. Were you like big country to them when you got up there? Because I know most of the roster is made up of Canadian players and they have yeah. international guys. So how many? Um, I shouldn't say how many Illinois guys, but how many uh, guys from the United States or other countries can come I in think and play on the team? So I think that the. The limit is like I think there's 25 Canadians, so I'm a Canadian technically, but which is oh, well, oh so my, my, my mom, my mom's, uh, my mom's a Canadian citizen. She has been her whole life. She grew up and born, raised there. She so knew. I got my, she yeah, knew. So She's I got, like maybe I got one day. I got my citizenship in February, so I'm a fake Canadian up here, but I count as a Canadian <laughs> even though I'm born and raised and lived my whole life in America. That's incredible. But in, in terms of roster, it's I think there's 25. 
Canadians on the team, and then twenty three or four Americans on the active roster, and that's what yeah. you're allowed. Can so I ask you like this then? When the flag football championships or whatever is added to the Olympics, you're playing for Team Canada, right? You have to. I think I'd have to solely because I, there's probably a better chance of me making the team aside yeah. from me like competing with like Justin well, Jefferson and Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson could chill out. We got the pride and joy of yeah. the Cowbill. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to play for either squad. It would be a tough decision, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I, I loved all the memes that started breaking out uh, when they announced that. And it's like uh, the uh, defenders from Saudi Arabia oh my trying, to guard, trying to guard Justin Jefferson and Tyree yeah, Hill. It's, like, it's like, 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 yeah, it's like good luck to the rest of the world, honestly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it, it'll take probably like we might not see it in our lifetime because you know how in like basketball, the USA is kind of getting they get. They lose every now and then. They don't always get yeah. old now. Like Spain Other, and Brazil yeah. and France always have good teams. And, you know, it'll take the, the rest of the world a while. Because, like you said, yes. only Canada yes. would be the – I think it would be USA and then Canada. It, it, that, had, those are the only, it's the only two countries that could even compete right now. Yeah, or Canada look, or the U.S. When I look at the European leagues, it's uh, – maybe I could play over there still. If, I, Not if, you, if you train me for six months and I got the right contacts, I'm going to be learning German, buddy. <laughs> for sure i uh, i remember like when i when i was like during my pro day process i would have like like I'm, i don't know i'm pretty sure every like college kids gets this like oh god i get the offensive coordinator from like in some italian coach like it oh, yeah. me and was like we, yeah we, we were we would love for you to come play in like parma or something like i don't even know where that if it's not paris or like milan or something yeah, like, that, you're like barcelona <laughs> madrid yeah I was like, i'll go over there in a heartbeat and play for you guys <laughs> yeah my career yeah twilight of my career so what's the, what was that like for you so i have some experience kind of being the guy on the other side like when i was at community college i helped my buddy get uh players contracts in like arena football and and some of the lower levels so what was that like for you so obviously you started uh shooting for the vikings and then that didn't work out so where did you uh where did your agent step in or do you not have an agent to get you to see yeah so so i've had an agent since i once i uh i mean i had he was my marketing agent as well uh once i graduated and was done with college signed agent contract uh he hooked me up with where to train in the post in the for the Combine trainer, the product training, yeah. He was, you know, putting out feelers for me, getting me into, like, bowl games and stuff like that, you know, getting scouts in contact with me. Uh, yeah, he did a great to get me, like, a top 30 visit with the Packers and everything. So Number, number four overall pick, too. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, like... I was say, he was doing he was doing his work in the CFL <laughs> draft, yeah. Yeah, so, he, I mean, yeah, my agent, Chris Martin, he's been great. He's got uh, – he's Rocky's agent. He's Rocky's marketing agent, too. So, oh, okay. we got the same – yeah, we got the same guy. Perfect. But, yeah, I've had – the agent handed all that. There's not much you can really negotiate with uh, the C- the rookie CFL contracts. Kind of just It's all like set in place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm sure once my contract's up here in another two years that um, he'll, he'll really earn his money. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean – you're you're getting paid to play the game that you love. You're yeah. living you're oh, living yeah. somewhere you know that's unique to you. And like you said, you're, you're enjoying where you're living. And it's you know you're not too far. How far is it from DeKalb? Like plane like ride? A, oh, it's a three hour flight from Chicago. So when you drive down, how much is that? Like almost a day then? So it'll be it's pretty. I mean, I'm like above Montana, so okay. it'll take me two days to do it. I'm gonna drive east 
to like Manitoba, stay with my grandma who still lives in Canada. Oh, nice. Uh, and then the next day I'll drive down back to the cab. So it'll be like a two day trip. Perfect. Well, I don't mind that. So. Oh, dude, I love driving. In at yeah. least like I shouldn't say I love driving. That'll get clipped. I love driving in like a scenic area or like places that you haven't seen before, like a road yeah. trip. Yeah. As long as you got the right snacks and the right music, or in this case, the oh, right man. podcast, you're good to go. I my I think my favorite part of like a road trip, like when I drove from like I drew, I did a road trip from Tampa to DeKalb when I was training down there. Yeah. And obviously I was eating healthy then. My favorite part of a road trip was like, what am I having for lunch today? Um, I don't know, just like a bag of Cheetos, a Gatorade, and like some Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, literally the most yeah. random, the it's most like, random what, yeah. like What's combination next can I of find? things. Yeah. And then too, for me, it's like uh, you know, I'm obviously not an athlete. I don't need to be in peak athletic form. So I always feel like if there's one person of the places that I go that knows the most about me, but in reality knows nothing about me, it's like the local gas station clerk. It's like, oh, what yeah. is this? What is this fat prick getting at midnight when he's just super hungry? Like, what does he want right now? A little slurpy yeah, was, action, some sour patch yeah. kids, some Cheetos. That was, or... that was like me with a relationship with the Casey's over there at NIU. Oh my like, god! I would, just, I would stop by there, like you know on a random weeknight, like nine before I go to bed, get like two body armors or two Gatorades and then some oh, yeah. kind of like sweets. Yeah. I think that's one thing that, you know, when you work as hard as you do in the gym and on the field, you are a little bit more inclined to do those things as opposed yeah, to me. You're, but... you, yeah. You reward yourself a little bit. Yeah. You have to. Uh, what's your like cheat meal, uh, Canadian style though. So like a meal that you can cheat that you don't normally get when you're down here. Man, that's tough. Oh, they got some. I mean, poutine's fantastic. It's a. It's like fries, right? I've, not, so I've heard it, but I've never had it. Fries with gravy and like like cheese curds, like not like breaded or fried cheese curds, like literally just like black just straight cheese. Cheese, yeah. yeah. But like they, but like they like different places do it different. Like sometimes they'll add like they got breakfast poutine. We got like eggs and stuff like that, yeah. and you know sausage in there. That's great. Um, I'm not really not like I said. Canada doesn't have much different food than America. Yeah, I will go to town on some there's a burger place right like a burger spot right <laughs> by my apartment and i've been there a guy the guy in there knows me on a first name basis by now oh that's so incredible. like i just go in there get some get a burger get some get some nuggets and then get some fries and then yeah just that's my off day meal pretty much that's incredible so as far as the competition goes mm -hmm. what would you compare it to would you say it's kind of like the same level of competition or a little bit more elevated than um than your time in college it's def definitely elevated from college. Uh, everyone is much more physical, faster, just smarter, more intelligent players. Yeah. Um, obviously, you got guys that have been playing in the professional ranks for years and years and years. They've seen a lot. Like the talent, the talent in Canada is is good. It is mm -hmm. like there is good talent in the CFL. There's only so many spots in the NFL that. Yeah. You know, guys. I think Chad, Chad Ocho Cinco had a quote about that actually. Because at the end of his career, he came up and played for Montreal. Yeah, I remember that. And he, even he said he was like, he came up here and he was like, wow, like the talent, there, there are guys up here that could absolutely play in the NFL. Just like there's only a certain amount of spots in the NFL guys can have. And, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the talent, the talent it's definitely more elevated from college. Um, you know, I'm sure it's made a step below the NFL, but that's, you know, of course, NFL is the top of the top. I feel like the NFL is like the one league that in all of sports that's just like – 
at the top of the mountain as it's, far as it's everything. It's the clear. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, you're getting, like, baseball, obviously MLB and stuff like that. MLB's, like, pr- MLB's pretty yeah. big, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the end of the NFL is the mountaintop. Of it is the Don Dada of sports, yeah. yeah. Um, so what was it like though? So like you said, you're playing against the guys cause you just been playing college and high school. So you're used to playing against people that are your age. There's such thing as grown man strength. And I know you're a strong guy, yeah. but what was that like first time coming across the middle, getting lit up by a dude that's like 35, <laughs> man. I mean, I think it's just the more like, yeah, you're saying the guys are more mature. They've, you know, filled out in their grown in man their bodies, bodies their yeah. grown man strength. And I think it's more of like the, like even like the smaller hits that don't hurt as bad in college hurt more here where it's like just yeah. the, every, every hit now in college, I, I, I could go through a game catching six passes being pretty unscathed. Like, like nothing hurt. My, my legs are hurt from running up here. Every single time you're getting tackled, it's like, man, like that guy licked me. He got me good. <laughs> like a back shoulder, you know, legs, everything. And especially blocking, like blocking, you're going, you know, blocking like DBs and linebackers. You're going obviously face to face right into a guy. So yeah, it's just, it's just a different physicality than it is in the collegiate ranks, I would say. And then for you uh, on the field, what was your first season like in your eyes? Like, what do you feel that you excelled at? What are some things that you want to work on going into this off season? Yeah. Um, so obviously I said it took me a little bit to pick up everything, um, yeah. really become comfortable with the game and the offense. Oh, Grin rookie coming into a whole new offensive scheme and different, you know, coaching style and play style. Yeah. Um, I think as the season progressed, I, you know, started to become much more comfortable. I started to, you know, play more confident. Uh, I think for me, getting stronger, upper body is a big thing. Uh, I dealt with some injuries, not even upper body injuries, just like I had like a partially tore ligament in my foot, missed four games. I had a concussion for a little bit. So I think, you know, being able to maintain the the length and sustain my body through the, the whole season is a big thing for me. And then also just, you know, the more, the longer my career is, the more I can, you know, I can, you know, become accustomed to the game, familiar yeah. with the game. Yeah. Get the all nuances down that a lot of my older teammates have done a great job helping me to to learn, honestly. And then take us through like what your your weekly schedule was like throughout the season. So like is I'm sure practice is still pretty constant, like four or five days a week. And then you got meetings and all that stuff. But you're not a student anymore. You literally just get to be a football guy every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, So, yeah, it's like it's pretty similar to, you know, I'm sure how the NFL is and how college is where you're not over practicing in the season. Yeah. No need to kill legs. So, like, if we play on a Saturday, um, practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are the big practice days. Walk through on Friday. If we have to travel, we travel on Friday. And those, I'm I'm gone from, like, my work day is, like, 7. I wake up at, like, 7.15. I'm home by, like, 2.30. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, no. And then, like, after that, like, so, like, we everything up here is, like, lift on your own. Like, there's a weight room we have, but, like, I just use the weight room in my building because it's, you know, it's pretty good. And yeah. It's, you know, obviously convenient for me. And so it's all like, I think that was also a big thing for me to adjust to is like, I don't have someone telling me when to lift, giving me what to do. It's more like, Hey, do what you have to do. to maintain Junie. Get Yeah. Junie's not yeah. I got Junie yelling at me constantly. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all, which is like, you know, obviously that's the professional aspect of things like, Hey, you're, you're, you're a professional. You this have to it, yeah. keep your body right. Yeah. That's pretty sick though. Well, well, what are the stadiums like? Cause they look pretty big on, uh, on TV and, I've yeah, seen, yeah, a lot of the same. I've seen a few nice. games, but not all of them. Yeah, I'd say um, Sask and Winnipeg have the two best stadiums. 
they probably hold 40, 45,000 people. It's not as big as, you know, the big time college stadiums or the big time NFL stadiums, but they well, still, I actually think, they I still think college out. does more than the NFL. Now that you think about yeah. it, you got like yeah. the Michigan's the big, of the world. Yeah. Michigan, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Alabama, those schools hold over 100. 100K. But yeah, I mean, it's more in like the 30 to 40 range up here, but they're they're filling them up. So, yeah, well, that's the that's important great. part. I saw a video of a few seasons ago, definitely you were still at NIU, but it was like a, a guy scored a touchdown, win the end zone, and shotgun to beer. What are – I'm sure not the celebrations that's, like that all the time, but uh, no, that, are they a little bit more lenient? A little bit more they lenient are. when you get in the end zone, you can celebrate a little bit more. They're more. It feels like they're more lenient on the end zone on a first down. It it seems like it, as long as you're not doing anything to embarrass the league, you can do it. You are allowed <laughs> to dance as much. I'm not a dancer, but my teammates yeah. are. So like they're getting the end zone and dancing. And yeah, it's it's much. They they want you to celebrate and have fun with your teammates when you make a big player score. Yeah. So what was that like for you when you got that first uh, trip to the end zone in Canada? It was nice. We had the receivers had a planned celebration, so I made sure we did that. <laughs> you know, little, little campfire on the football, and then waddle off like a penguin because it was freezing cold. Very uh, cold, yes. Yeah, but no, it was it was a great feeling. Um, happy to get the monkey off my back. You know, I was don't have to worry about anymore about when's my first one going to come. Yeah. I can just you know go out there and play. I and mean, then I had one. I had one in the in the first round playoff game that was called back. So well. That was, a nightmare holding or was it like uh, it was holding yeah it was, oh, like, it, was like sprint. it was like a third and third and so like, like third and 15 kind of threw it up to the end zone i went up and got it and i was celebrating you know you're like in the end was, zone like going all, of nuts and then hear, all of a sudden i hear holding offense is like oh my god oh all that's right. the worst yeah it was like i didn't i never had one called back and i had a couple called back in high school but none in college so this one was it was a feeling i haven't felt in a while yeah I played a lot of football, man, and uh, the closest I got to the end zone was a scoop and almost score, and I got tackled on the one-yard line by the quarterback. So oh. I, it just wasn't for me. So I'm glad that you have enjoyed the fruits of your labor and you got your first few your first few pro touchdowns. And oh, good, as far yeah. as uh, what we got going on on the home front, what have you enjoyed the most about watching NIU this year? Because it's the first time in a long time you're not a part of the program. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I was at the game this past week. Um, I haven't been able to watch all the games because sometimes they're on ESPN Plus and that's just not a thing in Canada. Oh, wow. But I've been – yeah, I've been – I mean, I've, I've changed my VPN here and there to watch games, but sometimes I play at the same time they do, so it's a little tough. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's obviously a very resilient team, you know, from the start that we've obviously beaten Boston College then dropping one to Southern, and then, you know, they could have gave up when they were the, – all those injuries went down. Yeah. And here they are still fighting, fighting to make a bowl game. I think it's a testament to to the players, really, of just, like, you know, their their drive. And, you know, we got guys out there making plays. We got Trayvon leading the receiver room. Dane Partridge making plays. Rocky being the fantastic leader that he is, you know, getting guys to work day in and day out, making sure everyone's on their on their best, get best game going into the weekend. I saw over uh, – well, I shouldn't say the weekend, but uh, on Tuesday, because that was the last night of the game, uh, Casper retweeted my tweet and called him uh, Dane, yeah. the, the Prince of DeKalb. I guess that's got to be his new nickname. Now, I thought Air to, to the Throne was pretty good, but Prince is also – it probably sounds better for I think him. we can roll with them both because the Heir to the Throne yeah. is a good one. And, and dude, like, I, I met him in the uh, post-game presser, and he's been doing a couple more – because, you know, obviously – as you start to yeah. make plays, you go to the oh, interviews yeah. and stuff like that. 
dude, he looks like he's like 17 years old. And I'm like, yeah, this kid's the yeah. one that's out there just ripping yeah. it on third down and running punts back. Like what an awesome, yeah. awesome story. Know, and he's from yeah. town too. Oh yeah. I know. I've known Dane since he was a little guy. Like we grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Our family, our, my parents are friends. He didn't go to the Cobb high school, which bugged me. He yeah, went he to went Marmion. to like Marmion. Where's he went that to Marmion. Yes, that's in Aurora. It's a little private. It's like a oh, okay. Yeah, it's a private school in Aurora. So I was always offended that he didn't go to the Cal. But he's now he's following still, in your footsteps. Yeah, he yeah. still is from the Cal. But yeah, Dane's uh love Dane. He's obviously a great player, making making plays. He's got a bright future. He's a little bit more shy probably than I was when I was in college with the media and with people. But he'll he's, yeah. he's doing a fantastic job. I'm excited to see what he's got in the future. Yeah, it's definitely – those are, like, my favorite stories, like, with college because the NFL, it's like uh, – these are grown men, right? Like, they – if they're either – it's either shit or get off the pot. In college, it's – you know, if they're not playing well early, you can't just give up on them, right? Yeah. You got to dig yeah. deep. You got to find and, – and I'm not saying because Dane's still a very young guy, but just in yeah. in the terms of when you see a college athletic uh, football player, basketball player, whatever it is, it's about, you know, the growth that you see over those four years. And Nick Saban actually just talked about – uh, not yeah. a single time has an NFL coach asked him how much someone played as a freshman. So it's like, if you find yourself not on the field, definitely don't get discouraged because it's about the growth that you take over the years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dane, Dane redshirted last year. I redshirted my freshman year. Um, only caught like 20 balls. My, my redshirt freshman year, my 2018. And then, you know, obviously went on to have a pretty solid career after that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with not playing your freshman. Obviously, I wanted to play my freshman. Everyone wants to play as soon as they get there, but it's not a it's not a bad thing to you know if you're not let's keep working. You know, get your body right, get stronger, get mentally tougher, get in the yeah. playbook for, for all these young kids. It's like college doesn't have to college. You you can spend a whole time like I spent six years in Northern Illinois, had the time of my life, and created a relationship with the first coaching staff, the last coaching staff. And so damn near every play, I'll say damn near every player yeah. in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And every single player that's come through there, you know, they're all brothers. They're all you know, we went to war together. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a process, and it can get tough at times. But if you stick it out, usually you'll you'll end up better for it. Yeah. Have you gotten to play up against like anybody that maybe you played against or some former teammates throughout your time at NIU? Up there. Uh, I haven't. I haven't up here. Not that I know of, at least. I'm sure there might be a couple guys that you know I've played against that I've played yeah. in college, but no, not really. Um obviously being on the team with Tommy Lee was fantastic. He's yeah. still got he's still got some juice in his couple legs. guys with their jerseys hanging up in the finest yeah. establishment in DeKalb. I know. I, I remember <laughs> when I told him I was like, me and him joke around all the time. He goes, he was like, he was like, they hung your jersey up at fatties. What did you do to deserve that? I was like, <laughs> I got I, I was like I was like, I got more catches and yards career-wise than you do, but yeah. he was like, yeah, but I was uh, an All-American. I was like, God damn it. That's great. That's great banter. Um, what's yeah. it like, though? Because there are, like, there are players up there that, like, people our age would have watched, like, Swag Kelly, like, oh, seeing, yeah. seeing, like, so who are some of the guys that you got up there, and you're like, oh, this is sick. I used to watch you when I was a kid. Um, Sean Oakman. You remember him? Oh, I remember him. He was the, he was the mean he, guy, yeah. He's on, Tor- he's, he's on Toronto, and he is massive. <laughs> just so big um like guys like lucky whitehead played on the cowboys for oh, a little yeah, bit he's, he's on bc vernon adams was at oregon 
he's the QB for BC. There's there's guys all over the place where you've definitely watched him in college and that you hear the name like, wow, I watched that. You're like, guy. oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember Adams yeah, exactly. at uh, Eastern Washington before he, he even went to Oregon. Because yeah, what, yeah, so it was him and Cooper. Was Cup he Cooper Cup? Yeah, he was Cooper Cup's yeah. quarterback. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, and then uh, Vernon transferred to Oregon, obviously. But yeah, there's guys. I mean, there's guys from big time colleges up here. There's guys from small time colleges. There's yeah, there's, there's a, a great mix of everyone up here. Now, do the Canadian schools play CFL rules? Yeah, they do. They oh, do. Okay, so, so yeah. they're already they're. It's yeah, not they're just like you get to the to CFL and it's like, yeah. oh, what is this? So it's definitely a big transition for the American players to to the rules. Like, yeah, like the CF the U Sports is what they call it up here. Like the college uh, football in Canada plays the same same rules. Okay. And then I know you said you're coming back to town soon, but in your time away, when well, you were just here this past week, you've been back and forth, back and forth. But in yeah, throughout the yeah. season, what was the one thing that you missed the most uh, about being back home? Oh, God. Um, honestly, it's kind of cliche, but it's probably my dog. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, I forgot. Yeah, because you got the the little bulldog, right? I, I got yeah, Zeke the bulldog. Uh, guy, he's three years old. Got him in twenty twenty over COVID. It's my baby boy. Um, uh, he's been he's been living with my parents who spoil him to no end. Yeah, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So whenever I would come home on a bye week, he would always like love me up at first, and then he would like ignore me for a couple of days. Cause I think he's pretty pissed that I left. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted That's to bring incredible. him up here. It was just it just it, it just didn't make sense for him to come up here when I'm on away games and you know all that. Yeah, you don't want to have him up yeah. in the kennel. No, or, I, or not. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want him to be like you know thinking he was like not getting taken care of and stuff like that. My parents do a great job with them. They love dogs. But yeah, that's he's definitely what I miss the most is hanging out with my dog, taking him out, you know, laying down with him, having him sleep next to me. That's what that's my that's what I miss. A, fo- a former dog loves hanging out with his dog. What what would you say about <laughs> it? You know? Yeah. And then yeah. we're getting towards the end here. Can I get um I would just say a prediction for our final two games for NIU? So we have Kent um, State and then obviously a bowl game. Well, we're gonna beat Kent State. Let's that's, go. I mean I haven't watched a single thing at Kent State this year, but I'm just going to go ahead and say we're going to win. Yeah. The boys are rolling. That was a big-time vi- victory last week. They got a little bye week to prepare. Uh, and then the bowl game. Or, like, what would be your ideal? Go. Yeah, what, what would be your ideal bowl game? Anywhere warm so that I can go. <laughs> no, I, I, hope we get, I hope we get, like, a power five, though, too. Like, I yes, saw Northwestern. Yes. I saw Illinois. That'd be great. If we got Northwestern, that'd be – because, like, you know, it's, it's been since, like – or Illinois, because it's been a long time since NIU has played any of those in-state teams. Coach Hammock poked at that earlier yeah. in the year. They, yeah, said, like, they said something about BC or whoever – or, no, it was the Southern Illinois week. It's like uh, – Someone asked about Illinois and Northwestern. He said it'd be great if they'd play us, but they don't. Yeah, so the, apparently they refused to play NIU for like. And I, I was at the game in like 2014 or 15 when NIU beat Northwestern at Northwestern. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was they're like, and, I, and rumors, rumors are coming out like the they, they just didn't want to like pay. You know, obviously because they're going to have to pay. Yeah, fork over some money, yeah. and then then they got to pray they don't get beat. Which obviously NIU is competitive with in all the Power Five schools we play pretty much. So share the wealth. Michigan in 2021. We're we're about <laughs> to get kicked off the Zoom here in a minute, but where? I mean, I'm sure everyone that listens to the show definitely follows you, but just drop your socials and then just a couple words towards uh, this next season for you. Yeah, so uh, I'm Twitter at Cole Tuck at Cole underscore Tucker 15. Instagram it's at uh, Cole underscore Tucker 24. I don't really know why they're different. I should probably fix that, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, 
yeah, excited, excited to be back on this podcast. You guys do a great job with everything, you and the listeners, all the Husky fans that are supporting. So, yeah. We would like to thank Cole Tucker for coming on today's show. The number four overall pick in this year's CFL draft after his rookie season with the Calgary Stampeders. Look forward to getting back out to the facility here on Tuesday uh, to get an interview ready for you guys for Kent State. But I want to thank Cole for taking the time the time to do today's show. And we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. And nothing else for you guys. And go hustle. Yeah. I got drink of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard away.